0: Hello, Renee.
1: Hello, Andrew, and hello, Inga's Nation. You are listening to episode 18 of the CrossFit Inga's podcast, and today we will be be discussing injuries in CrossFit.
0: But first, we have a couple of general updates. Yes. So first one being...
1: Uh, So for those of you who have participated in adopting one of our families, or maybe you took a few of the kettlebells that were on the whiteboard, just a reminder to please have your gifts in by Sunday, December 9th, Um, and they should be unwrapped. You don't have to worry about that. We do have two bags behind the desk. One's green for the green family, and then one is red. So just make sure you guys get those in. Um... Either talk to one of us. We can give you get. We can check you off on the list, or you can do that too. So.
0: Are they supposed to bring the kettlebell? The. Yeah, if you,
1: if they still have it, that okay. would be helpful. If they are planning to just leave it on the desk and walking away.
0: I had a, I had a couple of people ask me. Oh okay. It clearly shows how much uh, I know, know about yeah. this <laughs> procedure. Yeah. This is obviously mostly not, you and Kate. Thing, yeah. <laughs>
1: No, that's, that is helpful, especially if nobody's here to help you with that. So if you do still have the kettlebell, bring it with you if you're just leaving it on the desk and walking away. <laughs> cool. Um, what else do we got?
0: So second thing is the holiday party. So hopefully by now everyone knows that that is on December 14th mm-hmm. at 6 p.m. at the malted Barley. We've uh, rented out their upstairs room. Um, the cost is going to be $10 per person. And the tickets are available now at the gym, yep. um, cash only. So um, please grab a ticket beforehand. Um, friends and family are welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, so bring whoever you want. And we're also doing a uh, Secret Santa gift exchange.
1: I think we got that right, right? We, time, didn't, yeah. we didn't know what to call it last time.
0: Yankee Swap, Secret Santa.
1: White Elephant. White
0: Elephant, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Uh, so $10 maximum for, for those. And that's optional if you want to participate. But it's always a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I had one more.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was
0: just curious if you were wanting to um, issue a, a public apology for, <laughs> for netting me on the last podcast. I
1: did. I was wrong. I was wrong. On, so, our, on our dates or our weeks or whatever it so was. So, for those
0: of you who don't know what we're talking about, uh, on the last podcast, we were talking about when the previous one was, and I think I it said was it was a few
1: a ago. A few it ago. Was a few.
0: And, and you incorrectly corrected me on that it was six weeks ago. We went back to the calendar and actually was four weeks. So, yes, I just wanted to... I am
1: sorry. I
0: just wanted to ned the ned.
1: However, in yeah. the event that the opportunity arises for me to do that again, I will.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should explain what that means exactly. The netting? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think... Was that the our first episode?
1: Um. Yes. We, one, one our the, ice, oh, it was an icebreaker. Yeah. It was the... um. What's that
0: The personality, personality
1: test. test? So
0: we did these personality tests. You can go back to one of the first episodes. And uh, Renee's personality corresponded with the Simpsons character of Ned Flanders. <laughs> yes. And one of the things was that you like to like, correct people when they're not exactly right. Yeah. And so I think Chris is kind of punded as um, getting netted. Yep. Yeah. So that's where, that's where that comes from.
1: But you do the same thing. I
0: do. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But. Just wanted to make yeah. sure that that everyone knew that it was an error last time.
1: It was. It was. I was incorrect.
0: <laughs> I accept your apology.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: <laughs> okay, let's get let's get into this. Yes.
1: So, um, like we said, our topic today um, is injuries that we see in CrossFit.
0: Yeah. And so, um, <clears throat> I think everyone's probably aware that there's this perception, whether it's incorrect or not, that you know CrossFit is dangerous or CrossFit mm-hmm. will get you injured. And a lot of that stems from um, there was a, a a publication back in like 2013 uh, published by the NSCA, the National Strength and Conditioning Association, mm-hmm. um, in the Journal of Strength and Conditioning um, about injury rates in CrossFit um, and how they were, you know, abnormally high right and um that that publication has since kind of been debunked mm-hmm. as the data was basically falsified mm-hmm. and there's there's a whole we don't have to go into the, like the politics on, on all of this but there's um essentially a lawsuit ongoing between crossfit and the uh, NSCA for, for that, because of that publication. Right. Um, and the legislation seems to be like, you know, leaning on CrossFit side in that. So you can, you can kind of Google, Google that, go yeah. down that rabbit <laughs> hole. It's pre- it's pretty interesting actually. Yeah. Um, but that's not the point of this podcast. So that's sort of where that, that perception stems from. And it's actually, um, it's the, I think it's the most viewed, uh, publication in that particular journal really? like, of all time. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: I didn't know that.
0: Um, So it's it's very widespread. Interesting. Um, but we, um, so Harrison and our coaches Mm -hmm. page recently published a more, uh, a more recent publication on injury rates in CrossFit. It was published in the, uh, orthopedic journal of sports medicine Mm -hmm. and it was, it was a really expansive study over like four years. They surveyed 3000 plus individuals who participate in CrossFit. Um, whereas I contrast that with the, the NSCA publication was 43 participants. So, like, way smaller sample size. Right. Um, and there was there was some interesting data in that study. So I, th- I thought it would be good to kind of start with a few of those points. Yep. So one of them being that, so they, they, they surveyed all these individuals, asking them about, you know, their participation in CrossFit, whether they were injured or not, how often they participate, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And one of the key points was um, that men were more likely than women to, to report injuries. So they were at a, oh,
1: wow. a, higher, a higher, higher risk. incidence, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: which, I mean, I guess isn't that surprising. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but interesting nonetheless, I think the other um, kind of key points or more interesting points are um, people who participated less than three days a week were actually more likely to report an injury than people that participated three to five or five plus days per week. Which is kind of counterintuitive, right? right? You would think that um, people who participate more would report more injuries, but when they when you normalize it for the number of hours of participation, you're actually more likely to get injured when you participate less. Which I think comes down to um, you know when you're just not participating on a regular basis, and you're not like receiving that coaching and instruction, um, you're more likely to get yourself right. hurt. So it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other one was that people with less than six months' experience were more likely to get injured than those with a year plus, mm-hmm. which also kind of makes sense, right? Sure. Beginner, beginners are, are more likely to get hurt because they don't know the movements as well, right. things like that, right. um, which, again, stresses the importance for like our role as coaches mm-hmm. and making sure that people are scaling properly, which is why we, we have our fundamentals program, which is why we stress the importance of scaling so much in that program and when people first start out in right. group classes. Um, but overall what the, the findings were that the injury rates are lower than most other sports and uh, on par or lower than a lot of other training mod- modalities including like you know regular strength training olympic lifting or even like distance running so like like distance running has a higher rate of injury than crossfit
1: well there you go yeah i don't like running so, <laughs> so i think i think
0: the the Perception that CrossFit is dangerous. It's not really supported by the data. Agreed. And there's some other um, Publications in this particular one that are referenced um, that they kind of have the same similar findings. Yeah Um, So some interesting food for thought you can take a look at that article if you like it's it's um, it's got some really interesting data in there.
1: Yeah
0: Um, but having said that so we wanted to go through a few things in terms of, like, how to avoid injury mm-hmm. and, you know, coming back from it, an injury, things like that.
1: Because we do see it. We definitely of see course, it. Of yeah. course, We've experienced it ourselves. Right. So.
0: And it's something that, you know, regardless of what you're doing, there's always a risk of injury. Right. 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 But having said that, we want to try and minimize that risk as much as possible.
1: Exactly. So, so
0: let's talk about how to avoid injury. Right. All right. Yep. Yep. Um, thing
1: overtraining yeah right so what does that mean we when you're working out a lot when you're repeating motions a lot um that can be a huge contributor to injuries Mm -hmm. um especially kind of tying back to those who kind of just started out doing crossfit right maybe they're new to the sport Mm -hmm. um i like the example of somebody who get a first pull-up. It's super exciting, right? Like yeah. that's something we want to celebrate. Yep. But then what happens is that person comes in every single day.
0: All they want to do is pull-ups. All they want to do is pull-ups. Yeah. So yeah.
1: you're just hitting your shoulders constantly, constantly. So you're overusing them. So we want to try to throttle back through that.
0: Yeah. And that would be like a typical like overuse type right. injury, right? Where, right. And, and our the programming is structured. The programming that we do in our group classes is structured so that we aren't hitting those same movement patterns
1: exactly over
0: and over again on multiple right. multiple consecutive right. days.
1: Although some people would, they complain when we're squatting a lot, <laughs> or they feel like we've used those shoulders a lot. However,
0: that may be true, but it's but not.
1: It's not what it seems. Yeah. <laughs> that's why.
0: That's why you take rest days.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and the, and the accessory work is the same, right? Like yeah. so, the accessory work that we have programmed, it's part of the same program. So it's also layered on in that same manner where you're not hitting those same movement patterns. Right. But you still, you still do need to take rest days. And I think you, the most important thing is just to listen to your body. So Mm -hmm. if you're feeling banged up, like take a day off or two, or come in and do some really light active recovery stuff, which we're going to get into in, in a bit. Yeah.
1: Um, what about under training?
0: Yeah. So, you know, on the flip side of that, like based on what we just talked about from that study we also want to avoid undertraining. Right. So that's why, you know, we really try and get people to commit to that 3 day per week minimum mm-hmm. because it gets you that consistency of coming in, you're refining your movement patterns, you're learning every day, you're receiving coaching, all of that kind of stuff, which if you're, you know, here one day and then you're off for 2 weeks and then, then you're here a couple of days and then you're off for a week, like you just don't you don't have that consistency. Right. Um, so it 's super important and it 's actually supported by the data mm-hmm. that training consistently consistently is safer than than not right um, and I think you can you can kind of um, this is similar to like what you would typically see in like meds league sports mm-hmm. where you know people who are <clears throat> when you're when you're younger and you 're training competitively in a sport you 're practicing every day you're um, you're playing you know two three games a week, whatever it is. And if you look at, like, the injury rates normalized for the number of hours that you're participating, they're much, less, much lower than when you, you know, if you trans- transition to, like, a men's league sport where you're only playing once a week or once every other week, you're still trying to do all the same things, <laughs> um, but you're just not in the same, um, you know, conditioning or, or practice yeah. uh, or level of preparation uh, that you're at when you're, when you're doing it regularly.
1: It's a good way to get hurt.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you see it all the time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so that's that's overtraining. I guess another thing that we can do mm-hmm. to help um, prevent injury is our cool down.
1: Right, which we have been, the coaches in our classes, we've been making more of an effort to kind of add that component to the end of our class. Um, and even, and you may have seen it written on the board. Uh, I know Coach Kev is really great at this, mm-hmm. um, jotting it down. And even if the class is over, right, you can still hit up that cool down, right? Mm-hmm. What would, what's some examples we have of that?
0: Well, it's t- I mean, there's, there's, uh, there's not a lot of rocket science here, right? Like it's typically when we, when we put it up there, it's a light mm-hmm. conditioning movement. So either bike, row, or like a jog or a walk, mm-hmm. and then followed by maybe some some light movement of the similar movement pattern yeah. that we did in the workout. So if it was a lot of squatting, we'll typically have people do some air squats mm-hmm. just to kind of deload the muscles, but still go through that full range of motion to right. help promote recovery. Um, and then some mobility and stretching. Yep. So it's like kind of those three components, which again, if like, you know, if we don't necessarily have the time to do it in a class, you can always do that quickly in a matter of five minutes or less. Right. And it's a great way to really jumpstart that recovery process.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, So it's hugely important. And like you said, we've been trying to be more proactive about incorporating that into the group classes. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, What else?
1: Scaling appropriately.
0: Super important. Yes. So listen to your coaches. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, that's 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 one of the primary reasons what they're why they're there, right? right? Is to help people, especially beginners, scale appropriately mm-hmm. for their level.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I think there's two there's two objectives in this. One is to preserve the stimulus of the workout, right? Right. So we want to make sure that everyone is getting the same stimulus that the workout was intended. Mm-hmm. And then also, and more importantly, is to keep everyone safe, right? Right. So the coaches all have a ton of experience Mm -hmm. in this um, and you know they know what they're talking about yeah so if they tell you to lower the weight or if they tell you to lower the reps it's probably for a good reason you know they're not trying to call you out they're they're doing it because we're we're trying to keep you safe
1: exactly yeah
0: Um, so it's it's hugely important Um, which again is usually more of an issue for maybe for men than women. Yeah. Not always. Not always.
1: Why is that? Why
0: why do you think? I don't know. Like an ego thing or something. Uh,
1: Yes. Yeah. For sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Are you, are you speaking from experience? Yes. Coach Renee? Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not always though. No. It can can go the other way. No,
1: for sure. For sure.
0: But yeah, guys, you gotta, you know, check your ego at the door. Listen to your, listen to your coach. I
1: like, I think that's great Listen to Renee. (laughs) Uh, we also have some, um, there's a ton of like, um, apps and different resources that you can use for like move you is one mobility wide, um, that you can use kind of as a recovery component mm-hmm. to your workouts.
0: Yeah. And, and recovery as well as accessory work, yeah. I think is kind of what you're getting at. Yes. Right. Yep. So, um, a lot of. I think uh, oftentimes injuries can come either from, um, mobility restrictions Mm -hmm. or, um, muscle imbalances. Mm -hmm. So if you have an issue, um, you know, maintaining a solid position in the bottom of the squat and you're loading that up with weight, like you're at a higher risk of getting injured. Right. Right. So one way to address that is to address the mobility issue. Right. Um, so and the more that we can address these, the less likely we are to get injured. Same thing with, with muscle imbalances. So if you are imbalanced, like say you're more um, quad dominant than hamstring dominant, mm-hmm. you know, that can create imbalances that uh, over time, you know, will create movement patterns that that can lead to either overuse injury or like an acute right. injury. And um, like you said, there's a ton of great resources out mm-hmm. there that you can use to um, to work on those, yep. both mobility as well as, as the kind of strength type stuff Um, and you know just you can just just search on Instagram there's a a ton of stuff for free it's endless yeah yeah yeah. mobility WOD I think has like you know 500 plus free videos on YouTube yeah just search search for (laughs) whatever you know whatever you're looking for you you can probably find it on YouTube yeah Um, so I think those are all really really good resources another one that we have specifically in the gym is the crossover symmetry yeah which is really, really good for, um, for shoulder issues. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a nagging shoulder issue going on, that is the first place that you should go. Yeah. Um, and it's
1: laid out for you. Yep. Like, follow the step-by-step
0: yep. right on go that th- little go board. Go through the activation protocol is, yep. the, is the big one, so focus on that. Um, there's really like no excuse for not doing that. If you've got a shoulder issue going on, Hit Like it every <laughs> single day you come to yeah. the gym, you yeah. should be doing it. Yeah. Try and come in. All you need is you know five ten minutes to right. come in early, um, and you can get that done.
1: Even when it starts to feel better, like
0: yeah, continue doing it's it.
1: It's just gonna help benefit you. Yeah,
0: so. for sure. Um, so the other one, which maybe people don't think about as much, is the role of nutrition mm-hmm. in recovery. So uh, processed foods, like you know all the all the sugar and and processed foods that we talk about that we want to try to avoid. Right. They tend to elicit like an inflammatory response mm-hmm. in your body and injury a lot of times is inflammation. Right. So we want to be avoiding those foods that are going to promote inflammation right. obviously. Right. It, yeah. Um, but, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. But you might not necessarily <laughs> yeah. think about it yeah. like, Oh, I've got a shoulder issue. Like, you know, I, I should clean up my diet, Right. but it will help. Um, so what should people do?
1: Eat real food. Not too much. Mostly plants. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> that's it. No sugar. No processed sugars, people.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so that's another one. Yeah. All right, so that's, um, that is avoiding, avoiding injury. Yes. Now, what about working around an injury? Yes. Now, these, <laughs> this is more like, so, like nagging issues. Right. Right? And um, so it's something that, like, you can still work out most of your capacity, mm-hmm. but it's like limiting you in some way. Right. Right.
1: We don't have to stop working out, right? Yeah. Just because my shoulders bothering me a little bit. Right. So,
0: but we do, we would, we would much rather address the underlying issue mm-hmm. versus try to work around it. Right. Right. So let's figure out what's going on, mm-hmm. address that and get it better so that you're at a hundred percent and you're not, um, working around some sort of, of issue. Right um so so say for example you've got a you, like you said a shoulder tweak right mm-hmm. which is which is common right and and actually the the study that we mentioned that, was that the that was the highest the highest, highest incident yeah. rate with shoulders yeah I think shoulders back and knees were the three the most three. common yeah um so so you've got a shoulder tweak right what should you, what should you do um well, the first thing is just is is rested mm-hmm. right so uh, your, the shoulder's most likely inflamed. We want to get that inflammation down. So, and this isn't like a, you know, a be all end all protocol, but just to give you an idea of like what that might look like. General guideline. Generality. Right. Um, so the first step would be, you know, don't do anything upper body for, for a full week. Mm -hmm. So nothing upper body, no pulling, no pushing, no pressing, no kipping, like complete rest. Right. Right. Like you said, that doesn't mean you have to stop working out. Yeah. You can still... Use your legs. <laughs> yep. You can still, you know, squat. You can lunge. You can bike. ride the bike. Mm-hmm. You can run. You can row. Sit-ups. Right. All that kind of Core, stuff. So there's yeah. lots of stuff that you can do. Right. But lay off the upper body. Yep. So the next thing, maybe we want to start, um, after a week or so, maybe we want to start adding in, like, a horizontal pull or push, mm-hmm. right, which is puts less stress on the shoulder, shoulder than, say, going overhead. Right. So start to add in ring rows, like strict ring rows, mm-hmm. or... Um, push-ups if there's no pain things like that and maybe maybe you're doing um one or two weeks of that and then after that so then then maybe we start to layer back in the vertical pulling and Mm -hmm. pushing but just strict right so think like strict pull-ups um strict pressing movements Mm -hmm. overhead um stuff like that and and do that for one or two weeks. Start out really light, and sort of start to build that capacity back a up. A
1: gradual but, yeah. kind of step by step.
0: And then and then finally, so once if that's still feeling good, then you start to add back in your dynamic movements. Right. So like kipping pull ups, toes to bar, mm-hmm. um, dynamic overhead stuff like a push jerk mm-hmm. or, or whatever it might be. Um, and just like you know, thinking about that structure of like how you might want to approach your recovery putting that plan in place and then sort of trying to follow it as closely as possible
1: because you don't need to feel like you have to rush back into things right this is going to benefit you long term versus just trying to feel like you can keep going keep going keep going because that's probably just going to make things worse
0: right exactly and that's why we're saying like we don't necessarily want to work around things like we want to solve the underlying problem right so rather than having to scale around an issue multiple workouts and it never really actually gets better mm-hmm. um, it's better to to address what's going on and try and recover completely and then you're back 100 percent. right cool so then uh what's next so that's working around an injury yes um lastly i want to talk about coming back I mean, from from an injury
1: yeah
0: um so i think with this so this is this is you've had an issue right so maybe you had um, a shoulder surgery mm-hmm. or you had a back injury that um, has kind of sidelined you for a bit mm-hmm. and you're you 're starting to come back from it right um, I think the big thing here, like you were saying before, is like don 't feel like you have to rush back mm-hmm. in like take your time
1: right, and kind of look at everything that you are able to do still instead of what you can 't do
0: right yeah don 't focus on what you can 't do right, and this is so. Again, it's, it comes back to, um, kind of having to swallow your ego a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't the time to PR. This isn't the time to make huge gains. It's who cares
1: about an RXing a workout. Exactly.
0: Yeah. You gotta, you gotta do what's best for your recovery. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so I thought, I thought it would be good in this to talk about some, uh, some of our personal experiences, um, just to kind of give people a sense of like what that, what that looks like. Right. Um, So you want to go first? Yeah. Okay.
1: I have a couple. So I've never, thankfully, knock on wood, I've never had any kind of major injuries, but I've tweaked my back, I've tweaked my shoulder, um, and my back, that kind of scared me because your back, and I've never, like I said, I've never really had any kind of issue. Mm-hmm. And I was doing a med ball clean.
0: Right. I remember that, yeah.
1: <laughs> I was landing in my med ball clean, and all of a sudden... <laughs> yeah,
0: sometimes it's just like... Yeah. It's, it's just strange. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, so I I wanted to keep working out, but I just kind of slowly, slowly stopped working out during, during the work, in the middle of the workout. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of things that I did as far as trying to make it better was i i researched i looked online like what what resources can i use to help kind of focus on this area of my back and i did a lot of stretching i did a lot of resting mm-hmm. and you know coming back to working out i i wasn't going 100% i was feeling it out what kind of triggered it what made it feel worse and kind of built around that And then slowly kind of like your steps basically, um, made my way back in to being able to move around just fine. And now I can move around just fine because it's not like I made it worse and I kind of took my time getting back into it.
0: Yeah. Perfect.
1: Yeah. I've
0: had, I've had similar experience. So, um, also back injury, I've had back issues like since high school, it's kind of always something that I've dealt with. Um, but so this particular one was back uh, at the end of the open in like 2017. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just, you know, tweaked it somehow. And um, it was a much longer recovery than than I, I was typically used to. Right. Um, and it was probably from overtraining and like not wor- warming up properly because mm-hmm. around the open, I think it was the, the previous open workout had like a, a heavy deadlift, and I and I did it twice, right? And then <laughs> and then it was like the next workout after that, and I probably wasn't warming up properly because we're so busy with right. like judging people's scores and stuff. And, and
1: you don't even have a week to recover, really, yeah. in, during that time.
0: Yeah, and and so yeah, so it you know I I tweaked it, and and it took a while to come back. And so for me, um, it was I couldn't really I couldn't really pull anything from the ground, no weight. Um, I couldn't do anything overhead. I couldn't do any sort of dynamic flexion or extension Mm -hmm. in terms of like kipping pull-ups or toes to bar or anything like that. So I did a ton of bike. I got got really good on the assault bike. (laughs) Um, I did a lot of anything where I was able to stay relatively static through Mm -hmm. my midline. So like ring rows, push-ups, lunges, air squats were okay because it was unloaded, Mm -hmm. Um, strict pull-ups, things like that. And the big thing with the, with the back injury is I think as much core and midline stability as possible, you can do is going to benefit mm-hmm. you because like that, that static stability or rotational stability is super important mm-hmm. for coming back from that back injury, because the more that you can brace your midline, the less likely you are to put yourself in a compromised position. Right. So I did a ton of like core and stability work to kind of get back, um, to hundred percent. Um, but, but let me, like, after doing, like, all those push-ups and, and strict pull-ups and stuff, Murph that year was, like, a breeze. Well,
1: I was going <laughs> to say, even going back to, like, when you said you got really good at the bike, right? You're injured, but you still got really strong, and you got better at something that maybe you wouldn't have focused on if yeah. you hadn't gotten injured.
0: Exactly, yeah. I don't
1: want you to be, get, be injured, but you know what I mean. Yeah, well,
0: you got to, <laughs> I mean... Don't think of it necessarily as a setback, but rather like an opportunity to work on something that you're on another area. Focus on what you can do, like you said, not what you can't. Right. Um, And I think that's super important. So avoid that like woe is me mentality. Right. Yeah. It's not. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a negative. Like Mm -hmm. turn it into a positive. Exactly. Um, And. So the other example is, um, Kate right now, Yeah. right? She's, she's dealing with an elbow issue, mm-hmm. um, and can't, can't grip at all. Right. So she does, she's been doing a ton of squatting, um, lunging, like lower body stuff, like mm-hmm. any lower body stuff that she can do without grip, um, biking, running, all that kind of stuff. She's
1: gonna have the strongest legs. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, she's been squatting a ton, right? Yeah. So it's a really good opportunity to, uh, to get, to get strong that, that right. way. Right. Um, and the other thing, which I think is important, is like um, she's able to do single arm dumbbell work. So a lot of people, a lot of times, people might be worried about creating imbalances, or mm-hmm. you know, like oh, my left arm's going to get super jacked. Right. Um, but it's it's um it's actually better to to work that in than to completely rest. Right. Right. Um, and not every day because because you, you don't know, want
1: to overuse overuse overtrain. right Yeah, because yeah, like we you know if she's going to
0: hammer her left arm like every single day. Like she's probably going to injure that side. (laughs) Right. Um, So yeah, you got it. You got to change it up a little bit, but don't be scared to do that unilateral stuff. Mm -hmm. If you can use one arm versus the other. Yeah. Um, And the other, the other, I think key point is that when you're, when you're injured um, a lot of times that means like, you're not going to be able to work out at your same intensity level. Mm -hmm. So we want to add in a little bit longer duration. Right. Right. So it doesn't make, we always tend to, in our workouts, we always prefer uh, a little bit shorter duration, higher intensity,
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but when you're, when you're injured, you can't work out at that same intensity, so we have to add in a little bit longer duration. Right. So this is your opportunity to go a little bit longer.
1: Add like, in more reps. Yeah,
0: your workouts, you know, 15 plus minutes, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't make sense for you to work out at a low intensity for five minutes. Right. Um, so extend that, extend that duration out a little bit longer. And I think the other, so just kind of last point here mm-hmm. is, um, don't, you know, whether it's a nagging injury or even a more, you know, quote unquote serious injury, like don't think that you need to stop coming in right. at all. Cause that's probably the worst thing that you can do. Yeah. Right. Unless it's something where, you know, the doctor is telling you any movement is bad. <laughs> you have
1: to be on bed rest right. basically. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's, it's going to be beneficial for you to come in and move. Right. Um,
1: and I think that they recommend that now, right? Too. For a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. You should for, if you have surgery, ACL, you should next day should be moving around.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They don't, they don't put it in a cast anymore. Right. They try and get you to work on that range of motion almost immediately right. because movement creates blood flow to that area and blood flow flow is what promotes recovery. Right. So whatever you can do to continue moving through that injury is going to benefit you in the long run. Right.
1: And in, go- in going back to what you said, the coaches are here for you, like to move safely. But if you are injured, we're also here for you to modify things. So yeah. we will give you suggestions and we will change it up. So that way you are getting in a great workout still.
0: Yeah. We can always modify a workout to accommodate whatever issue you've got right. going on.
1: Right. Cool. So
0: hopefully you avoid injury <laughs> at all, at all costs. Right. Yep. Um, but if it does happen, there's some things that you can do regardless.
1: Yeah. Good stuff.
0: All right. Stay
1: Great. safe, everyone.
0: <laughs> Good place to wrap it up.
1: Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we will be back in two weeks for another episode of the Crossfitting Is Podcast. Bye, everyone. Bye.